Hey guys, it's Stormy Bonantoni from the Carolina Line. Make sure to tune in to this week's episode where Al Wallace and Kevin Donnelly, a couple of great former NFL veterans, break down everything from this past preseason game and so much more. Yeah, we're going to talk about Brian Burns and his football IQ, his ability to continue to get to the quarterback. And then we're going to talk about the pass route tree. In my experience, my back is still hurting from catching my only NFL pass. And we always keep it fun. There's a lot of anecdotes in there. One about Baby Gate you got to listen to. Another one about me walking onto the field. And just a towel during a game on Monday Night Football. We got everything you kind of want in a podcast. We cover it all for you. It's going to be a fun one to listen to. Any questions you want answered, they got it. Make sure to subscribe to the Carolina Line on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever your local podcasts are sold. Back to reality. Back to life. Back to reality. Welcome to One Day Contract, the Panthers talk show, where each week we're joined by a new personality who we've signed to a one-day contract to join the show. One Day Contract is a proud part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Check out some of our network mates. It is what it is, the Roaring Riot podcast, not what you think, and the Carolina line for more great talk about your favorite team. Follow the Riot Network on Twitter, at the Riot Network, to stay up to date on all your favorite pods. Subscribe, rate, and love us on iTunes. My name is Nikki Wolf. With me, as always, Colin Hoggard, columnist and contributor for the Riot Report, and can't wait for the podcast to actually count towards real stats so he can step up his game. That's right. That's right. You know, I'm not really a preseason contributor. I struggle. <laughs> like, I feel very much like Cam. Like, I know when the episodes don't count, and I'm just, I'm just eager for him to start counting. True preseason form. So am I done? This is this is week four, right? Like I get to go back into the tunnel right. now, right? And That's right. Head back, hang out with the family. There you go. Exciting times. All Exciting right. times. Across the table today, Josh Klein, managing editor for the Riot Report, co-host of It Is What It Is, made homemade ramen over the weekend and wants everyone to know about it. That's right. I also had some real trouble not singing along with our theme song today. Great choice it by our so guest. It was so great. Uh, I was I had to literally move the move my microphone away from my face so that I wasn't like. That's all I got. But. Can I can I ask you a question about this homemade ramen? You can. Um, do we mean actually homemade ramen or ramen that you brought home and then added water to in your home? No, it was uh, – well, I think when you bring something home and just add water to it, you can't really call it homemade. Can you? I mean, you can. Look, you did technically it's, it's, make it in your house. It's but 2019. Like, you can market anything, baby. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like you like, made the noodles? I made – Okay, well, let's not get crazy. I didn't make the noodles, but I made the broth. I don't know. And by technically, I say we because my beautiful wife made the broth, but I was involved in the vegetable chopping and then cooking of all the vegetable of said vegetables. Had to cook up some onions, some spinach, some mushrooms, put them off to the side. Uh, My beautiful wife, Renee, had prepared the broth the day before, added in some noodles, some eggs. It was a whole deal. And um, it was really, really nice. And I literally, I put it on my Instagram story and now it's gone. But it was delicious. And I had it for lunch yesterday, too. It sounds like Renee was pretty heavily involved there. But I couldn't <laughs> help but notice that in the introduction, she was, um, uh, I think the term is conspicuously absent. I, did, you, I, did it not say we? Mm. No. In the, no. Oh, no. It definitely, oh. Must have been well, a, I think a that's poor writing by our, by our host. <laughs> it definitely didn't say we. For a reason, it didn't say we. But it was a success if you had it for lunch. I was involved. In the scenario, so I technically did make it, but I also, it was part of a we. Like, if you're on a team and you're like, 
Well, I no, you don't even say I won yesterday. You say we won, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's hoping this is a week. Luckily, Renee listens to the podcast. <laughs> by the way. Luckily, the 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 theme song has already ended, so Renee does not listen past the theme song. So we've already established that. How it come went we didn't too get an invite for this? I live like well, walking we, distance to your house. We made two, three bowls worth. So yeah, I guess you could have come for that one bowl. One, two, three. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, that was my first excuse immediately, and it probably was not my best. So um, it only know, makes wow. three servings, and I want two. <laughs> oh, that's the real. We yeah, that's probably the main reason. <laughs> Once we were at a restaurant, and uh, and I, <laughs> the waitress came to like clear our plates, and uh, my, <laughs> she was like, "Oh, Renee, can I take this plate from you?" She didn't call her by name, but I'm saying it for story wise. Can I take this plate from you? And <laughs> Renee was like, "Do you want?" Josh, do you want to have, do you want this, the rest of my fries? Looked up at the waitress and said, you know, sometimes he likes to finish off my, my fries. And the waitress goes, yeah, I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what's happening? (laughs) I didn't come to this Applebee's to get roasted. (laughs) And he said, and can I get some ranch? Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm, I am, by the way, going to finish these off now. Yeah. And just to be clear, I I am going to finish them off. So I'm so glad I asked about the ramen. <laughs> Me too. Thank you. Thank you, Colin. Savior of the show. Well, I guess we should introduce our guests since we're talking about ramen for 20 <laughs> minutes. That's what everybody wants to hear. Exactly. This is a ramen podcast now. One day ramen. <laughs> there we go. On the one day Two contract. day ramen if you don't invite Nikki over, though. Hey-o. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice joke. Thank you. I'm really upset about all this. <laughs> On the one day contract this week, Josh Sims friend of the podcast, co-host of his own podcast, Inside the Lines, sports anchor and reporter for Fox 46, will be broadcasting their Panthers pregame show live from the Roaring Riot tailgate. That's exciting. Hey, we're excited. Yeah, there's a lot. First of all, I didn't know you guys did a food podcast, but apparently that's what this is. So I'm excited. How many stars would you give it? Um, stars out of what are we talking? Five, out of are we five? talking about the podcast or my ramen? <laughs> right, like, my hypothetical like ramen, I feel like gets five stars. <laughs> right. Yeah. Everything gets five stars here. Yeah, we like yeah, to cover five. all our bases here on the football podcast. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, you know, food, football, it all goes together, right? Sort of, I guess. Who doesn't like food? Who doesn't like football? Who doesn't like who doesn't like eating ramen while they while they sit around <laughs> watching the pigskin? Pig so inside, I'm trying to think so, of that like the answer to that question: Who doesn't like food? There has to be someone that doesn't like food. Um, weird, gro- weirdos, grossos. Who doesn't <laughs> like? <laughs> who doesn't like? Yeah, everybody likes food, right? In some form, like some people may be really picky, but they they still like food and have to eat something. Right? I feel like this is a weird road to go down of like people yeah. that don't. That don't would be like, like who doesn't like breathe? What are you not like? But you're not a big breather. You don't like <laughs> yeah, breathing. <laughs> no air for me. You don't not like to- living. Yeah. Not today, sir. <laughs> All right, let's do. Let's just go right into Nikki's super important question before this gets even more bizarre. Who doesn't like food? What's it like? <laughs> what's, as host of the Inside the Lines podcast, what's it like to take on Bob Lee head to head? So the super important question this week, with everyone going back to school, you know, the kids post, well, the kids don't post a picture. The parents post the picture of the kid with the sign. And one of the questions yeah. is always, what do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm. So when you were a kid, what did you want to be when oh. you grow up? Oh, my. That's deep. I will go first. Okay. All right. Um, so you guys can think and remember back. I always wanted to work at a bank. <laughs> Specifically, I wanted to be a bank teller. Because I was convinced that bank tellers made a lot of money. Okay. 
they're around money all the yeah. time. Exactly. And That's if you've fair. ever and seen Kid that, Logic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you've ever seen that episode of The Office, Michael Scott confirms that. There's an huh. episode where they're out in New York, and he tells every girl he meets that he's a bank teller because hmm. someone said, you should say you work in finance. <laughs> <laughs> now, how old were you when you thought the trash man was, was breaking it in? Was this, like, <laughs> was this a recent revelation? You know. 21, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was last week. Now, it's, it's, it is curious to me that you chose that you're like, well, I want to work at a bank. What's the lowest position at a bank? Right. Teller? I'll take it. Entry level? Yeah. Uh, we, I don't want office, don't, yeah. don't show me those offices back there. <laughs> right. Not interested. No. Nothing, just, with a, nothing with a nameplate. I didn't know Do you what, have a like, position with lollipops? <laughs> All I knew was bank teller. And they had like a thing of candy that they gave mm, out. So that is like, nice. Pretty great. Not, yeah. no other Money here. Candy here. I'm in. That, that's for, the life. Yeah. Right? Except for the fact that the candy that. is for other people. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, and so the, money the money. Is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's true. true. I was focused on the candy. None of it is yours. <laughs> Isn't that what they said in Scarface, right? First you get the candy, then you get the money, then you get the power, <laughs> then you get the women. That's how it works, that's, right? That's yeah. it. That's why, that's that's why you start. It. That's it's what most bank tellers have on their <laughs> shirt. <laughs> you should make that shirt. <laughs> oh, we're making shirts? <laughs> for sale on the RoaringRiot.com store. First you get the, the candy, <laughs> then you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the women. On the back, yeah, bank, this is, bank not tellers. There's way too much on this shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I feel like every week we've created a shirt as something you've said. I love it. Bank tellers. <laughs> All right, boys. Um, I, I, I always th- – I would – was a, a young lad. Um, I was. I looked up to Benjamin Franklin, who was. It was a big influence in my life. Um, BF. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I always thought I'd be a senator because I thought you would have to. Mm. Because I thought it was a. It was. A, it was a good place where I could fall, where I didn't have to be nice to everybody all the time, like I thought the president would have to be. It was. I was naive. <laughs> I was a child. Okay. These are deep it, thoughts for a child. Yeah. yeah. And I, I thought. I thought I'd have a little bit more wiggle room with, like you know, as a, as a representative or, or, or a senator. So there's definitely. I didn't even know a time. what a senator was when I was. A kid. I had no idea either. I just knew that they the building was cool. People treated them like they mattered. That is and true. They had briefcases. Yeah. So, as a child, did you walk around in like suits carrying briefcases because you should dress for the job you want? Um, I did not wear a suit to uh, Smith Middle School, <laughs> <laughs> but I may have carried my books in a briefcase at one point oh no is that true you must have been the coolest kid at middle school (laughs) well i was i was the soccer goalie on on an o and 12 team so you know (laughs) basically it was was raining if you know what i'm saying First, you get the briefcases. Then you get the. Then you get the seventh, seventh period. That's it. Just two sentences. Yeah, seventh and eighth grade is just such a good time for you know. You know who you are. You know what you're <laughs> looking for in a woman. Yeah, you know, it's a good time. <laughs> hey, ladies, how do you like my briefcase? <laughs> <laughs> what okay. are you keeping there? <laughs> Crackers, <laughs> some lunchables, <laughs> <laughs> algebra, yeah. algebra and lunchables. <laughs> yeah. All right, Josh's. Uh, I'll let our guest go first. I don't have a good answer. Okay, Josh, Mine, number one. I. Thought, hoped I was going to be an Olympic sprinter back then. What? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> too, much, too strong a reaction? <laughs> you're like, you're not fast. What's wrong with you? How fast were you? I thought I was fast. I don't really know. Like, Did you own a power kids. pad? <laughs> a power pad? And I was really you know, good at No, I just ran a lot, and I assumed I was really fast, and my favorite animal was a cheetah when I was a kid. Mm, I thought favorite. I was a cheetah. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to out-sprint everybody, and I'm going to be in the Olympics one day, and I'm going to be an Olympic sprinter. Uh, I didn't do that. Clearly, mm. I'm here. Yeah, but there's still time. Yeah, I I guess you know. I heard steroids are a good route to go with that. <laughs> I think It'll you help should you, yeah, you get know. into that. Steroids and Red Bull. Yeah, so that Together. gets you it gives you wings. 
Okay. I think I wanted to be a fireman, but I think like that just seems like kind of my regular, um, just like little kid thing. I also was a big fan of He-Man, but I don't know if that's really an <laughs> occupation that you can really jump into. I don't think that's a job. <laughs> it's yeah, more of a no. ma- it's a master of the universe <laughs> type thing. Did you just want to ride a tiger, or did you actually want to be master of the universe? I I mean. A little of column A, a little of column B, <laughs> right? Like, I would have ta- I would have taken both, all of it, everything. Did he, did he date Shira? I don't know if he dated Shira, but I think he was. With, were they in the same universe? Yes. Do you guys oh, know? They oh, they were. were. Okay. Yeah, because she had a tiger as well. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. I know that I was also a fan I'm of just Shira. Not sure. I'm just not sure if they if they're um, allowed sure. uh, socially acceptable to be together or if they're like. Related, I'm like not a, sure. <laughs> They're well, related. That never yeah. stopped people in Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah I know. That's so, the thing. I like. Nah. <laughs> you know. I didn't know you were gonna say related. I was like, like Romeo and Juliet. Is that what it was? I don't know. Okay, what? so apparently there's a He-Man and Shira Christmas special that I may we may have to pause the show and just watch because that sounds great. And the show ends now because we have to watch. Yep. And, and pause. We'll be back in 45 us. minutes. When and, did that come out? And we're back. 2019? No, that's not right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Comes out next week. Uh, 1985. Ooh. Broadcast and syndication December 1985. How did I like Shira? I guess I was four years old. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Cool. Oh, I'm I'm old. Sorry. <laughs> back when you wanted to be a headline. Fireman. From this episode, Josh is old. Can we call that, like, name the episode that? No, we don't name the Shit. episodes. Our, the name of the episode is with special guest Josh Sims. Hey, my Who is not the old Josh. say Josh Klein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Parentheses, not the old not Josh. Not the old Josh. The younger. Well, if you want to hear your super important question on the show, go to iTunes, leave us a review. We love all the stars, all the love. Put your question there. We will ask it on the show. See, we only talk nonsense for what? 10 minutes? 11 minutes? 13, but no, <laughs> who's growing? Yeah, 10, 11 a minutes. Strong 15. My question is why would anybody not want to leave a five star review after just hearing our He Man and Shira and me Googling where a Christmas special was? Like, that seems five star worthy uh, in That's any true. I universe. feel like if you go and find the He Man and Shira Christmas special because of this podcast, it's the least you could do. <laughs> <laughs> we you, do change lives. That's right. Now owe it to yourselves to do that. We do change lives on this show. All right. Football. Roster cuts. Here we go. Where's the biggest question right now? Oh, pointing to, to me. Um, I, I think well, this isn't necessarily the, the biggest question. The, the guy that I'm most intrigued by, based on what we've seen in the games, because you know you, both Josh has spent far more time uh, checking his team out at practice camp, et cetera, than, than I do. So based on what I've seen in the games, Scarlett has been the guy that has popped for me. I was I was on on team Holyfield. Scarlett, though, I, I like what I, I like what I've seen out of him, albeit in a small sample size of I don't think a great product to try and pick your 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 team from. I think I think practice. We're getting to a point now where practice is far more. Uh, influential and maybe it's always been this way but even just optically for the fans that, that the practices that they go through and, and what they do behind closed doors is far more important than what we we actually see on the field in preseason at this point weirdly i think that we are at a point where you said it before the show this is like the most boring preseason that there's been in a while because it doesn't really seem like what's happening on the field is necessarily translating into these roster battles like i don't feel like jordan oh. scarlet played so well that he has to be on the team it's more like 
he has been getting. I think maybe as as people that watch were either either huh, it's being better reported at camp or <laughs> or, uh, or they are you're getting more used to watching and and looking for what you need to see of who's going to make the team. So you see Jordan Scarlett get all these carries with the second team, kind of be the second guy out getting carries ahead of Holyfield, and you start to think, well, this guy's going to make the team. And that, to me, says more than the fact that he's averaged, what, 3.3 yards a carry? Like, that is not as important behind a second-string offensive line as it is how what where he's getting his reps, what kind of reps he's getting, as to which guy is going to make the team. Yeah, I think it's all about opportunity because, like you both mentioned, it's Scarlett is the one getting the touches right now. Mm-hmm. And for re- I mean, they drafted the guy, so they want to see what he's got. But I also think if you gave Cameron Ars Payne those carries, you'd be like, oh, Cameron Ars Payne is definitely the guy that looks like he should be the second running back and blah, blah, blah. But they're just kind of preserving him. Whereas after the first preseason <laughs> game, everyone was like, Elijah Holyfield is the greatest thing ever. And it's like, well, no, like Scarlett didn't play. Yep. Holyfield played and he had the opportunity to get in the end zone. So he looked better than the other running backs. So it, it like you said, it's all based off of who's getting the touches and what we're kind of seeing out there. Uh, with the running backs. Well, and one thing I, I think with watching these games, it seemed clear to me that they wanted to work on particular packages, on working on particular plays even, um, may, maybe against different looks. But the way we cover it, and even, even you know, Mick in the broadcast, like at times like he's like, oh, what do you think of this decision to go for it on fourth down? And it's like, this game doesn't matter. Like yeah. you're working on so many other things. And I, and I don't say that as a criticism of Mick. That's just how we – you're taught to cover games that's what you you're at the 40 yard lines fourth and one these are the questions that you ask but in preseason that's not to me at all they're not worried about the score they're not worried about marching up and down I think in particular with this offense I feel like you see at times they're like we want to work on x and that's mm-hmm. what we're going to work on it doesn't matter this the second quarter doesn't matter what it that's just what they're working on then and so it's not even there's not even like this competitive game in the sense of of what it's being billed as. If it wasn't for the fact that the NFL is charging full price, we could just go ahead and say that these are the, the, the glorified you know team practices now because they are not trying to win these games. Not that they ever have in preseason, but it seems even less important now than ever. Yeah, and I think we're gonna we're gonna get back to the the camp battles, but I think talking about where why the preseason sucks is a good kind of tangent because to me joint practices make so much more sense you heard Ron Rivera talking about it mm-hmm. earlier this offseason you hear other people talking about it but uh, you the they say that joint practices are better because you can create these situations you don't need to say okay well, we only have three downs here and we want we need to practice power running so we're going to power run three times in a row and then we're going to punt but if you're doing joint practices like hey coach McDermott we need to practice power running so we're going to run the power O. 10 times over the next 20 reps and try and stop us. And so that way we can get better at it. We can see where we're see where the problem is and see which running back is the best, not have only three shots at getting a first down where you run Jordan Scarlett up. He gets four years, four yards. And then it's like, Oh, and then Kyle Allen throws an incompletion. You punt it. And so then it's like, Oh, well, I guess do we now bring in Elijah Holyfield? Do we bring in, Reggie Bonifon, do we? What do we do here in joint practices? You can just say we want to see Scarlett for ten, Holyfield for ten, Bonifon for ten. Boom, boom, boom. Then you can get a. I, I feel like you might have a more equal look at all of these guys rather than what they're forced to do in the preseason. Yeah, those joint practices are so key for these teams. Like you said, even more so than the preseason games because you can focus on those. P- position battles and you can do more than one at once you can literally have like they were doing with the bills one field 
first-team offense going against the Bills' first-team defense. Right. Vice versa on the other field rather than like, all right, let's run these four plays, and then we got to punt or do whatever, and you can't work on everything at once. You have the ability to do that in a controlled environment, try and prevent injuries in a controlled environment where in these games you see people, not with the Panthers so much this season, but around the league, important guys going down, and you're like, for what? This is preseason. You know, it's just not that important anymore when you have, like you said, teams like the Rams not playing their guys. Mm -hmm. You know, the Panthers for the first couple, not playing their starters or really playing them at all, becoming more of the norm to the point where the preseason isn't as important as these joint practices in these controlled environments. And I'm not suggesting that they would do this during a regular season, but you look specifically at the joint practices and then playing against the Bills. Would it shock anybody if Rivera said to McDermott or vice versa, hey, we really want to see how this guy handles X coverage. Can, can we run can, that You know, in, in the game? We're not going to tell him when because we're running a test for him. And hey, yeah, we'll play along. We can do that for you. Hey, sure. we want to see. We yep. want to see how Allen reacts to this. Great we want point. you to send some some pressure. And and so there's this thing going on. They know what it is, but from the outside looking in, we have no no concept. And the, and the idea that the scoreboard is going to tell us or the stats are going to tell us in any way what they've been working on or or whether or not we should be excited or not excited is is just a fool's errand. Yeah, I, I think that Greg Olson said it best. He was in the locker room, basically given like a the Aaron Rodgers relax speech, which is hilarious <laughs> yeah. before preseason week four. But he's like, you know, Christian McCaffrey touched the ball twice, whatever, yep. four times. Like, it, like just calm down on judging the offense. Like, we get it. We had we went three and out three times, but like we went three and out. But they were also trying to work on stuff, and it's very vanilla. North yeah. Turner, his offense is not vanilla at all. And it certainly didn't look very inventive. And, and one of the biggest things, and, and you can see this if you go back and watch, one of the things that you would want to see, w particularly with this offense, is how these offensive linemen move in, in pulling situations. Uh -huh. Well, if you're constantly pulling, then then the defense is prepared for it, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's not what you would call, but it's what you want to see potentially yep. as an offensive line coach, as an offensive coordinator, or as a head coach. Yeah, on, on third and one. I'm just going to list all the coaches. As, yeah. a, as a quality control <laughs> coach. Uh, strength you know, and conditioning. Yeah. Strength. You're, the, yeah. <laughs> You're those trainers. you got to see that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, on third and one, they sent Reggie Bonifant up the middle, and it's like they wanted to see what he would do in a short yardage situation, not because they thought that was the best way to pick it up. Now, as – we're going to jump back into roster battles. He did pick it up. And I think that Reggie Bonifon and Cameron Artis Payne are the two guys that are fighting for this last running back spot. And let me tell you why I think that it can go to Reggie Bonifon and what Jordan Scarlett has to do with that. It sounds like I'm doing like, I'm going to tell you right, right after right the right break. <laughs> uh, are we taking a break today? <laughs> um, I think that, so I think what they're looking for out of Scarlett is somebody that can be the Cameron artist paying, but better somebody that they can bring, they can put in and is going to give them the baseline that Cameron artist paying does. So they can, they can count on him to pass protect well enough. They can count on him to pick up four yards on a run up the middle. They can count on him to not fumble the ball. They can count on him to do these things that they know Cameron artist paying could do. And if Scarlett can do those things, then they would feel more comfortable bringing in a guy like Bonifon as the third running back. Now, Scarlett can't do that then they probably want Cameron Ars Payne to be able to do all those Cameron Ars Payne type things, not because they want an honest look at him, but because they know what they already have. And, 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 all, and it granted, in a short season, it can, it, one game can cost, cost you everything. But did, do we think Cameron Ars Payne might be available in like a couple weeks if Scarlett wasn't able to do this successfully? Probably, but maybe not. I don't know. 
That I, like I honestly don't know what the running back market is, but I think he went out and tested it, and it's still playing in Carolina. What don't we know at this point about Cameron Spain? <laughs> like I just don't understand why he's still there when he doesn't ever play. But everything we're told is just like literally. Ron Rivera said, "Oh, it's all about opportunity with Cameron Spain," but then he doesn't play. Yeah. So I mean, I get if you want a backup for the sake of having a backup, but then he's still. I, they talk about, hey, we need somebody else to take some carries away from McCaffrey so he can stay fresh. And then he doesn't ever play. He's not active on game day. I just say let the guy go play somewhere and have a career versus holding him hostage and not playing him. But I I don't know. I just – it baffles me what Cap is doing. I just don't. Yeah. Uh, I think he may get the chance here in five days. Uh, What's today? What's today when this episode comes out? (laughs) Wednesday? Four days? In four days, he may get a chance. I I really do think that – they really like what they see from Bonifant. I think that he's played well enough in the preseason and in practice that, that he has earned himself a roster spot. And they were testing him in odd situations. Like, they were giving him short yardage carries. They let him run the um, the two-point conversion against Buffalo up the middle. Like, that's not mm-hmm. something you let a small dude like Bonifant yeah. do. They they wanted to see what he would do. He's got the he's got the route running ability. He's got he's a better pass catcher than Cameron Arspain. So he's a he's a guy that has a like that is a like for like replacement for Chris McCaffrey if something were to happen. And then you can kind of like work in Jordan Scarlett as that that second guy. So I I think I think Bonifon may very well make the team. I certainly I, I think that he has earned it. And uh, and all the Bona fans out there are going to be uh, very happy about it. How long have you been waiting to say that? <laughs> I was basically I did this whole segment just to get there. <laughs> the the Bona fans is that short for Bon fanatics? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not bad. What other battles are still going on? Uh, I think Nickel Corner is. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> just just circling the drain. Nickel yeah. Corner. <laughs> Nickel Corner has been a battle since what 1996. <laughs> this is the year. Yeah. Hey. Well, they like signed Captain Munner and like eliminate that problem, and then it was like, well, they they did. It wasn't a battle anymore, but yeah. Um, I I think that I like so it's interesting to me how few of these things have not been decided and how much we think that they have not. Does that make sense? Like, I think that there, I think we think that there's like still five spots up in the air. Probably the coaches could make cuts tomorrow and they would be yeah. fine mm-hmm. heading into the preseason game. Like, they probably have their guy. Now, that being said, uh, Nickel Corner, I'm not so sure they have their guy. It, it seems like they like Corn Elder way more than they like Cameron Artis Payne. Mm, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. He does get he does get he opportunities. Gets, yeah, he gets the play. They took an honest look at him during that Seattle game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not sure how you feel about that. He told me <laughs> – uh, he said something really interesting yesterday, actually. Uh, Monday, actually. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I think – I think that's so funny. Um he said that on Monday that uh, he was that he basically was not healthy at all last off season, and so he didn't get an off season to train. He came into he came he was like I didn't backpedal until the first day of mini of training camp was the first day that I backpedaled, and I was like that seems yeah. important for a for a for corner, a corner yeah. but <laughs> what do I know? And he was like so I just feel a lot better, I feel a lot healthier, and it's like well I mean if you feel better you feel healthier then maybe maybe they're maybe they like what they see, and we know that Ron Rivera likes a guy that has already been on the roster. Well, and they like a guy that is going to be reliable. They would take a, a, mm-hmm. a less exceptional talent and have him be reliable. I mean, with all due respect to Colin Jones's talent level, I don't think he's at the top of the heap, but he has kept his job on this roster by being mm-hmm. reliable um, as a playmaker both for good and bad uh, every time he's out there. Special teams, <laughs> baby. Yeah, That's how you make this roster. How big is that advantage? 
if you're already on the team? I mean, are we talking a huge advantage? I have no idea, but it seems oh, like it is. It is. <laughs> we can't, well, for for an organization that preaches continuity, I mean, that's going to be a mm. you know that's going to be an advantage. They like their guys, and they would rather they'd rather have workmen that can do eighty five percent of the job, but do that eighty five percent, you know, with 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 a higher uh, reliability record than than other guys. So I think it does matter a lot. They definitely like their guys, and I wonder if that's something that's like around the league. If you look at like, I don't know, like the Ram, or you look at some of the younger coaches. So you look at like the Rams or like your your Kingsburys of the world. Like, have they already made up their their minds? Because like I feel like that is an ongoing thing with Ron Rivera, where it's like a week before cuts, it's like these are the fifty three. Like basically, yeah. unless there's an injury or something, like he, these gotcha are the guys. these are the or these are the fifty one, and then yeah. you're kind of deciding between the last two guys. Yeah, I think it matters, like you asked about the guys on the team. <laughs> the one guy that's going to have a problem with that is Rashawn Golden because he's looking like, bro, I've been on this team. Yeah. And you guys go out and bring back Trey Boston, not even basically a week in the training camp, like, hey, I'm your guy. You drafted me. And then you went out. But Trey Boston is also Ron's guy because, you know, they drafted him back in the day too. But um, I think it applies to everyone except him because I feel like – he, I feel like he feels like he's getting a raw end of the deal mm-hmm. right now because he probably thought going into this year, all right, they let all the elder statesmen go. It's my turn to be whatever, the safety, the nickel corner, whatever they're going to play me at, and he's not the first guy for either one of those positions right now. Yeah. Well, he, he, if, he has, if that's his belief, then, then hopefully this entitlement is being shaken. Because, <laughs> yeah, because based on what? He, he'd, have to, he'd have to wear his uniform, turn around, and – um, and, and show us his, his back for us to know who he was if he walked in this room right now. <laughs> Why does he think he deserves anything? I bet Josh uh, would make him a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, first like you, you get you, the, yeah. have you haven't uh, earned you haven't earned a starting position you, in your NFL you career, and you think you're entitled <laughs> to something? <laughs> Millennials. I didn't say that. I didn't say yeah, that. that Andrew Luck, that millennial. <laughs> Millennials. Should we talk about the Sandra Luck retirement thing? I feel like everybody's sure. kind of talked about it ad nauseum, but I, I would be curious to get Colin's take on it. Well, I think th- – It's not on the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, about what? What aspect of it? Because I have thoughts about uh, a lot of things. Are you talking about specifically about I'm talking his – talking about beard length. Um, well, no, because, I mean, you, you it, it, from a Carolina lens, like that – his most impactful day as an NFL quarterback was the day he decided to go back to Sanford for a senior season. He did not have another day in the NFL that was as impactful as that. And that's it's crazy. I mean, they, that was, that was, I was just texting people, he's staying, he's staying, he's staying. It, you know, repeatedly, we didn't, it was, it was harder to text back in those days. Um, <laughs> it was a T9. And, and, yeah. people, right. and people knew instantly who I was talking about, though. And, and I remember the shockwave going through because it was like mid-afternoon. And so, um, you know, and a lot of people – Thought we were going to get luck. Then people did not necessarily jump directly to the cam bandwagon. Patrick Peterson was a, was a guy that mm-hmm. that I was supportive of, um, other people as well. And, you know, people felt like cam was a consolation prize. That no matter how good cam was going to be, he we missed out on the generational talent. We missed out on the guy that every member of the establishment, the NFL, crowned before he threw a single pass that if they were going to pick one guy for the next decade to 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 place a bet on it would have been Andrew Luck for for really the entirety of the establishment which is is crazy and now we look and we've discussed Cam's injuries for years and Cam's effectiveness for years and 
uh, and in hindsight, it's not a question of who had a better career, Cam or Andrew Luck. And it doesn't bring me joy to say that because Andrew Luck was a special player. We would It would have been great if he was here. Um, you know, maybe he wouldn't have been as injured if he was here. Um, but it, it, it's a loss for the game, and these guys don't come along that often. So it's not it, – it, great, we got the better guy in the long run, but I don't feel good about, you know, putting it necessarily in that context. Do you think there's a lot of the fan base that holds, like, a grudge towards Andrew Luck for not coming to Carolina? I think if they did initially, it's gone because of Cam and what he's been able to come here and do. Um, for better or for worse, Cam is a better brand for Carolina than Andrew Luck would have been. Like, yeah, Andrew Luck would have went on the field, done all the right things, said all the right things or whatever. Cam is arguably one of the most recognizable faces in the NFL. Everyone knows who Cam is, knows he plays for the Carolina Panthers, this, that. Take the good and the bad with Cam. I think people, especially after his rookie season when he was breaking records, quickly forgot about Andrew Luck. And then obviously when Andrew Luck comes in and starts playing well and the Colts start to take off. But then when he starts bouncing around with these injuries, this and that, Mm -hmm. I think Panther fans have kind of put a distance between what could have been and what they have. I think a lot of them probably blocked it out. I mean, how many people even remember that now? You know, looking back, they they probably just blocked it out. We got Cam and look how everything's been. They forgot. Andrew Luck stayed, and that was even like a storyline. Yeah, I think unless people haven't updated their firmware and they still just <laughs> boo him just because of the the draft thing, and they, you know, then, then maybe they still would. But I but I do think what we just saw, and I mean, it was shocking when he announced when he made the announcement. I hesitate to say it because it's the it's the scenario that we've all thought about. It it, it was a potential scenario we were looking at with with Luke Keekley, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you're just go you're just moseying on through your football life, ready to start the season, and then boom. And I think that's the it, – it comes quick. It comes quicker than you think it will oftentimes for these guys. And I, I wish him luck, you know, going forward um, and whatever he, he chooses to do next. No pun. Yeah. <laughs> did you even realize? I didn't. I didn't. Nope. I didn't realize. I didn't <laughs> realize. But, yeah. Do you but, think that they're going to be – do you think they're going to be good in Indianapolis? I know we, we probably should just talk about the Panthers, but I would just be curious what you think. So – uh, we're. I think we're going to talk a little bit further in depth later. But like, if Cam retired right now, sorry, spit over your shoulder, or whatever. If you're listening, why oh. would you say that oh. out loud? Oh, into the universe it goes. Wow. That's why I said Josh spit Klein. over your shoulder, the salt, whatever. Oh, I'm the first to say it. Sure. Uh, <laughs> if he w- if if he retired right now, the Panthers are going what three and thirteen, right? That's Four ju- and twelve. Uh, well, wait a minute. Now wait a minute. What if if Cam retired today? What are the chances Christian McCaffrey's quarterback in this team? <laughs> because because then I you got me like an eight and eight, nine and seven kind of range. Well, but it's it's interesting because we always we're the backup quarterbacks, right? It's like something that we have to talk about here because of the situation in Carolina. But you look at what they did in Indianapolis; is they had a guy that they knew was injury prone, that they knew got hurt a fair amount, mm-hmm. and they maybe they knew maybe they knew further in advance than we did that this was on the table for, for luck, even if it was one of those things where it's like, you know how like when you're in a relationship with somebody and they're like, they're like on the internet and they're like, oh, man, these, uh, our dishwasher sucks. And you're like, what, I didn't know what do you mean our dishwasher sucks? <laughs> and, it, and then like two, like a month later, they're like, you like look over at their screen and they're like kind of perusing through like Amazon's utilities, uh, dishwasher section. And you're like, what's going on? dude? And then all of a sudden it's like, Boom! We got you. Walk in the door, and there's a new dishwasher in your kitchen because there are always hints at these kind of things. They may not be. Uh, oh, I thought you were just leaving. 
Like that analogy was terrible. <laughs> you know what analogy I thought you were going with? The, have you ever heard the one that like women always have their replacement for their dude like waiting in the mm. wings? Oh, the breaking. Yeah, break. yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. that's where you were gonna go with that one. <laughs> so you're like, yeah, dude. your wife is sitting. Well, not wife, because that'd be terrible. Yeah. Uh, your girl is sitting there, just sure. like, huh? Yeah, you didn't uh, take out the trash again. Well, yeah, you know, all right, I'm cool. Just on yeah, Tinder I feel like and, uh, oh, looks like this dude got a boom, promotion. You're out the yeah. door, and there's Maybe a new you prefaced dude. Prefaced it wrong. I think that might have been what the problem was maybe dishwasher was an analogy for your for, relationship hey, it's you not I, i'm not that deep <laughs> not that smart or you want to go do some laundry <laughs> yeah <laughs> start of a weird let's porno. put it on pots um, and pans <laughs> <laughs> and let it air dry mm, <laughs> gross uh, uh, what happened what are we talking about backup quarterback Ooh, filters that's like a weird term <laughs> Um, so backup quarterback. So they, so they went out and they got it Jacoby Brissett, right? Because yep. Jacoby, they, they traded a fair amount of draft capital for him. I don't remember what it is. I probably should have researched that, but, and they went out and they got somebody that, and the Panthers have been sticking with Kyle Allen. They went with Will Greer after in the third round, as we all know, they, they've been kind of dancing around getting a backup quarterback. They didn't really invest that much into a backup quarterback. I just don't think you can. And, and and I think they would like to have one of these guys that's on the cheap contract. I just don't know that you can pay a backup quarterback a veteran contract in, in today's day and age, especially if you have a quarterback that's, um, you know, that, that's paid and you have a bunch of veteran guys on the roster also getting paid. I just think it's a luxury. And, and we've seen plenty of teams not be able to, to field a, a, a successful backup quarterback. And then, of course, the, the Eagles example is great, except for that their quarterback was on a rookie contract. Yep. So – it's a complicated situation, and I think it's a low per- – because ultimately you say if – you know, you do, the old, you do the old math. You say if Cam's hurt, what are our percent chances? So what percentage of the cap should we spend on those percent sure. chances? So. No, I oh, – go ahead. No, I think – because that was one of my most interesting position battles because of the fact that, A, like you guys have said, if Cam's not healthy, if Cam's not healthy, you're in a situation almost like the Colts where you have to prepare – for the possibility of that by having a backup that you can have coming in and trust. I'm getting all choked up over this. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. Just the thought just of so losing Cam it's emotional. is just tough. I know. Do you just want so passionate about that. I will not. Um, <laughs> it's celery juice you, today, everybody. You burn calories you. while you drink it. That's right. <laughs> so you want to have someone you can rely on to come in, and we saw kind of last year what you bring in Taylor Heineke. He didn't make it through a half without getting hurt. And then you go to Kyle Allen, so – a guy that has been durable his whole career, you bring in one guy to do what he did, and he gets hurt like five minutes into a game. Mm-hmm. Not really. But so I thought it's interesting because you're going to have to keep three quarterbacks in, in this situation because you drafted Will Greer, and he's the guy of the future, hopefully. So he's there. But then you also have your backup in Kyle Allen. So if you're going into a season where Cam's your starter, Will Greer's waiting in the wings – is Kyle Allen the guy you trust, or do you need a veteran? Like, uh, I, I mean, I don't even know who's on the street, but do you need like Sam a Bradford. Derek Anderson or Sam Bradford <laughs> oh, or something God. like that? He has history with Norm. because if he has to play, do you trust Kyle Allen to get you some a couple wins or split the games he plays with wins until Cam is healthy, or do you just throw the season away again? Uh, it's it's a tough question, and I feel like I go back and forth, and I go both. I certainly work both sides of the argument, so I'm yeah. always right. Uh, <laughs> but. Well done. Yeah, only way, to, only way to fly. Oh, that was an end around. That was well done. I yeah. appreciate that one. Um, I, I think that you <laughs> – you can – no, but <laughs> – 
they they are very they were hopeful and we talked about it on this on this very podcast is that they they were hopeful that Will Greer was going to come in here and make Kyle Allen a, a foregone conclusion out the door. Goodbye, Will Greer's quarterback of the future. He's our backup. We feel great about it. It's going to be fine if Cam gets hurt but misses a couple games. Will Greer is going to jump in and he's going to be great. That's not the case. And now that we're two weeks from the season, is now the time to admit your mistake or do you just continue to go forward and say, you know, well, it's a small sample size. Well, you, it becomes a problem of you have to have a name, though. You have to have a name. And if they thought that Will Greer was going to come out of the Big 12 in a day and age where quarterbacks are really having a tough time transitioning you know, from, from college to the pro, unless the, the offense is completely reconfigured for them, of course, um, that the idea that, that he was going to come out of West Virginia in the Big 12 and be ready to be a legitimate backup quarterback capable of, you know, like a Frank Reich, like we're talking about winning, you know, meaningful games down the stretch like that. That that to me was never something that you could count on. You could you could hope really hard, maybe, um, but that that's something that I don't think if they if that was the the master plan, then mm. well, it's also the the same thing as what they're hoping for Kyle. They're hoping that the bright lights are what brings Kyle Allen to life, right? So it's not like it, he excels under pressure. So it's like not the quarterback competition, not any of this stuff. He comes on, he goes on that field, and he gets the job done. Because I can tell you. That nobody expected Jake DeLome to be good in a Panthers uniform. Mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. expected Nick Foles to be good in an Eagles uniform. Mm-hmm. But they got out there on the field and they got the job done. And I think that is kind of what the Panthers are hanging their hat on is saying, we have seen it before from Kyle Allen. He went out on the field and he did, I mean, he looked like an NFL quarterback out there. Granted, week 17, game doesn't matter, whatever you want to say. But he did look like an NFL quarterback. And I think that. That's kind of where they're at right now. They're saying the preseason doesn't matter. You look at him in practice, he looks fine. He looks like an NFL quarterback. We think when he goes out there on the field, if he is needed, then he can get the job done. It's that varsity blues plot line. They they want him to be Johnny Moxon. I actually I made the joke that Taylor Heineke uh should just turn and throw the ball right at Ron Rivera during <laughs> uh during one of the fourth going one of the, one of his four refs that he gets. That's a great movie. He'd be pretty good in Indianapolis. Write that down. Oh, what's the date? Taylor Heineke. Was it a year ago today that I said that Kelvin Benjamin would be out of the league within a year? I have it written down. (laughs) I said it sometime, and he is not in the league. He had a chance. And it is within a year. Giants wanted him. He turned it down. How is that possible? What is he turning down? What, it was the the commute? What was (laughs) it? Like, oh, not you, Gettleman. Not not with you with your Uh, your shorts. Can't do it, bro. Sorry. Like, what else are you doing? What What is he doing? Eating. Well, Popeyes apparently out of chicken sandwiches. That's true. Too easy. Uh, That'd be a good tweet. Should I put that out right now? And then people will uh, (laughs) never know when it comes out in the morning. They'll be like, oh, If anyone's looking for an NFL wide receiver, Kelvin Benjamin can be found. Yeah. (laughs) With a map with an X on it. (laughs) Find him here. Uh, Before we head to break, one more question. Um, Who did you think was going to make a bigger impact? Between are there multiple choices or just who wants who do we think was going to make a like just in general in general? <sighs> um, I, I'll say I thought yeah. I was I wanted to see and I understand why we didn't but I was really excited to to start to see this offense I think come together in terms of the young guys Samuel and Moore and so I was really hoping even though it was going to be um, quicker I, I was really hoping we were going to get to see some glimpses of what I think this offense can be but. Uh, you know, like we, we've discussed in the games, we really haven't seen that. You're talking like just preseason? Yeah. I, I think uh, just on an overall, <laughs> to go to the other side, I thought that this 3-4 defense would make a big difference, and it doesn't seem like it has because I, I feel like maybe they're 
they're still adjusting to the run fits. Maybe they're playing super vanilla. They're not blitzing the right guys. I get that. All that stuff makes sense to me. But you look at what Brady did, and uh, I, I think that that is going to be more of what we're going to see in week one. And I was not impressed with the way that the defense – yes, they they kept them to seven points in one quarter. But, I, yeah, it's still seven points. How much time did Boston sports radio spend talking about why Tom Brady was still in the game? <laughs> they probably did, actually. That actually sounds like something they would talk well, about. Well, the funny thing is, like, you're going to tell Tom Brady. Why was Brady in the game? No, yeah. that was not. Yeah, no. was, you know that why? A, was that a Boston accent? <laughs> you know why? Because Tom know said he going to be in the game. Yeah. That's why. Can you do that, that was just yelling. Not, I'm not sure that was not. a Boston accent. <laughs> that sounds like a Boston. <laughs> you sounded like you were Bast- yelling at a kid Bastard. to get off your yard. Yeah, but uh, you know, I d- we do see Luke taking on blockers a lot more. I mean, he was pretty well protected in that four three a lot of the time, and in the three four, it's going to be easier for some of these linemen to 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 get, get their to hands the second on second level. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm just I'm, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just yeah. But again, again, yeah. it's like I feel I I. I feel like we've gotten so little actual intel true. watching right. these games. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they're just, you know, we don't need to rehash everything. But Starting just, offenses on the field for 17 snaps against the against the Patriots. Like, can't really glean a lot from 17 snaps. Now, maybe yeah. they could have picked up some third downs, and then they would have been on the field for more. But still, they didn't care. I mean, I'm sure they would have liked to, but <laughs> – yeah, I thought I was going to see a little bit more. And we already talked about it. I thought Rashawn Galdon would at least hold yeah. off anything for more than a week. Like, the fact that they went a week into camp and were like, we already need to find somebody shocked me with him because I thought he'd be like, oh, this is my shot. Like, blah, blah, blah. Let me take the bull by the horns with that. And just bleeds over from last season. I thought we'd see more from Don Terry Poe also. I'm not sure I remember saying his name very on. I know the starters didn't play that much on defense in the preseason, but – I honestly forget he's out there. Yeah. I, I just do. I, I'll see him, and I'll be like, oh, Dante is there. Oh, he cut his hair. Like, that's the one thing I notice. Don't ever notice what he does on the field. And maybe you're not going to with an interior, you know, lineman, but, I mean, I don't. Yeah, but you do notice the offensive lineman going past him to get to Luke yeah. Keekley. <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and anytime you pay defensive lineman on the, you know, north of 30, it's, it's basically a coin flip. They're yeah. looking for that one last deal or they're looking for that one last ring. You just don't know. Yeah. All right, it's time to take a break because Colin probably needs to do something, right? Yeah, because I'm old. What does he have to do? Because I'm old. It's weird. He has to, he has to go number one. I have, is to, that stretch. What you're I have to stretch. Maybe he has to go well, to, to his ma- car to make and get tinkle. his briefcase okay. out. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Is there a hot seat in Carolina? This week on the Roaring Riot podcast, we dive into Cam Newton's ankle injury, and we take a look at how the lineup will look for week one against the Rams. Will it be Graham Gano or Joey Sly for the first eight weeks of the year? Or will the Panthers carry two kickers? Cuts are coming on Saturday, and a few players have a lot to prove Thursday night in the fourth and, thankfully, final preseason matchup against the Steelers. That and much more this week on the Roaring Riot podcast, part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. And we are back. Ron Rivera, is there a hot seat? Oh, nobody wants to answer. Oh, everybody is. Well, I just didn't think I should answer the first every time. I'm happy to answer. I'll go. How about that? All right. Um, Listen, love Ron. (laughs) It sounds like I'm about to Listen, you can feel the butt. You can feel the butt. Start (laughs) start the tape here. This was going on Josh Sibbs' reel. Right. Yeah, book it, mark it down, whatever time we're saying it. Josh Uh, Sibbs is one of my favorite broadcasters. On Thursday, so he can be like, it was you. 
Um, Ron's a regular listener, one day contract. Um, I I just think with Tepper being in his second year, he's a guy that is not going to stand for another losing season. And I know he probably likes Ron and this may not necessarily have it because Ron has built up the clout. Definitely not when people put him on the hot seat last year. I thought that was ridiculous because I was like literally after a season where they went, what, 11 and five and they have a down year and the quarterback's hurt and you're saying he needs to be fired. Like, that's crazy. This year, though, I think because of the change in management, if they struggle again and they're trying to get all this money for a new stadium and they have a new practice facility and all this stuff coupled together, if this team and Cam stays healthy and everyone is out there and you have the product going into the season, finish the season with maybe a Nick or here or there from a guy, but all your main guys are intact, if they don't produce, I think he's out. Does he get the whole season? Like how? If I mean, it depends on the record. If you're midway through the season and you're looking at like a two and eight record, then no, I don't think he finishes out the season. I think it all depends. As long if he keeps them in there, you know, the whole season, and they're, you know, maybe they're in the playoff hunt the whole year, and then it gets to a point where, you know, like they miss out on it on the final couple of games of the season because they can't win. Then I think he gets the whole season. But if you're out the gate and you're two and eight, then no, I don't think so. I'll do you one better. The Panthers have their bye after week seven. I think if you don't have a winning record after week seven and everybody's healthy. Are you talking winning record like – what if they're like four and five? I don't know what the, what the math is. Well, they can't be four up. and five after I, I week can, seven. I, I said I, I can't this do isn't the a math podcast. <laughs> can't but, do the math. Mm. But what if they're – If they're four and three or if they're three, no, three and, and four, four. I mean, who did they lose to? If they're three and four and they lost to – the and they lost to the Rams, Rams, the Texans, the Jags, and the Bucks in London. How we doing there? Like we coming back? I don't know. I'm I'm just saying. Like it, it's when you look at when you look at what this team is, they are built to win right now. They were kind of yeah. built to win last year, but now they're built. I mean, how many guys do we have on on the last year of your deal? You got Gerald McCoy, Bruce Irvin, Shaq Thompson, James Bradbury. Uh, Vernon Butler, whatever, uh, not <laughs> yeah, as exciting, but um, uh, Trey Boston. That's that's what five of your starting eleven defend defensive guys. Yeah. And offense, you got Daryl Williams, Greg Van Roten. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, other people that's, that I can't. Yeah. Greg Olson, like Tory, Tory, well, Tory I guess. I yeah, know. Chris Hogan. Start. They signed to a one year deal. They signed all these guys for 2019. That they could theoretically, if they wanted to reset the books after 2020, they could. So it's like I think that they have to come out of the gate fast, and and I don't know that David Tepper is a guy that would make that kind of decision. But he does seem like oh, the kind can, of guy that that, that would want that wants to win and will not put up with them with another season of like, well, we got a slow start, so now we're screwed because the back half of the schedule doesn't get any easier. So. Yeah. Do you think if there if we see a move at, at, at the midpoint that it would be both Ron and Marty? Like, I, I, I wonder if they if they aren't if they wouldn't be linked in that situation. You know, as you said with Tepper with the new ownership. I mean, we don't know what the billionaire is going to do. I've, I've asked my other billionaire friends what they would do in a similar situation. Mixed results so far. Who MJ? Is yeah. that the other one you're yeah. getting advice from? <laughs> no, he said he was going to stick with him all the way <laughs> to the end doing, of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like some, thing some cost. He asked who Tepper was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's another billionaire here in Charlotte. What? <laughs> <laughs> who? Where does he live? <laughs> right. 
but you know, I, I think it'll be interesting because we're going to see. We well, potentially we'll see what kind of owner Tepper is. I mean, I agree. This is this is the kind of the one of the first moves, and we've seen him ask for 120 million dollars in tax breaks, um, which would have <laughs> yeah. been a, a big deal a while ago, but not a big deal anymore. Um, so I do think that it, it we're we're only starting to see his personality and. You know, I mean, this is a guy who his profile is—he's been a nice guy, been here since. But his profile is literally the main character from Billions. Like that's who this man is, and it has been like and it done in his his life. Not the, you know not the specifics, but just the line of work. And this this man is incredibly shrewd, incredibly smart, and has incredibly big visions for this uh, for this team. And and you look at his holdings, and you know he's got he's got a little. Got himself some Facebook, got some Amazon, two yeah. groups that may be bidding for the NFL services. I mean, this is a guy that plays angles. So I, I think anything is anything is possible with him at this point until he uh, establishes rules that, that suggest otherwise. And I'm sorry, you can't you can't be a top brand in the NFL in sports without winning, at least on a on a normalized level. You can have some bad seasons. Ask Dallas. They've had some bad seasons. But you have to, overall, you have to be a winner on a consistent basis. And Dave Tepper wants to be the biggest brand in not just the NFL, but in sports. And if you're going down that road, and so let's assume that there is some outlay of cash, not like when you just change the midfield logo over to something different, (laughs) Um, but there's actual outlay of cash from from Tepper. Like you would want to be winning to to capitalize on that too. Mm -hmm. So it may create an additional sense of urgency um, that isn't necessarily driven by the, the team's football standing. Now, that being said, I think that the amount of respect that the locker room has, this is what I do. Back other side. The amount of respect that they can never be wrong. Yeah, yeah. I have too many demons in my past to do that. Too many pictures. You could be be a senator. Too many pictures. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to be nice to everybody. (laughs) Just need a briefcase. Just need a briefcase and uh, and apparently um, I I can't come up with the end of that joke, so I'll just move right on past it. You can't. The guys in that locker room, they like Ron Rivera so much. So the amount of respect that he commands from his team, and it, when you talk about people that being a player's coach, he is like the guy that is a player's coach. And you can't put a, necessarily a price tag or a winning percentage on the fact that Gerald McCoy wanted to come to Carolina because of the relationship that the players had with Ron Rivera. That was that was something that he that is a reality of the situation mm-hmm. that it's the same reason why Trey Boston wanted to come. I think Trey kind of just wanted to sign with the team, but uh, like these guys, they want to play for Ron Rivera. Jared Allen has said it in the past. I'm just trying to think of like other vets, that Julius Peppers, yeah. these guys that have said, I want to come back because I know what kind of locker room that Ron Rivera runs. And there is something to be said for that. That may not be the case with uh, Lincoln Riley or whoever the next big uh, head coaches, Mac Brown, probably. I, I, I think that's I think that's your your best point that, that you've made today because oh, that, thank you. That that's immediately. Nice. I don't. I actually now no longer think he's on he's on the the hot seat at all because there's nothing to be gained short term by firing him unless you're just trying to get ahead of the curve in the hiring process or something like that, which I don't I don't think that should be an issue. That this team would collapse if you got rid of Rivera. Like that, just for all the reasons that you just said. So you would just hurt yourself in the short term, I think, if you made the move. There would be nothing to gain by not waiting until the end of the season. Yeah, I think the, the only thing to to gain during the 
during this season is that these guys are still on the roster. And I, I get that you're that, but maybe you might fire them up and there is something to be said for having a change kind yeah, of, but to, it's not like we got rid of the jerk and now Freddie kitchens is in it's, we got rid of the guy that everybody likes. likes and, now and now they probably just quit. Who's the jerk the, in that scenario? I don't, <laughs> I don't think there was anybody, anybody considered a jerk in Cleveland, right? They, really? they all loved him. They're all big guys. Greg? I didn't watch the show. Greg. Yeah. I missed the show. Don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Where would you guys rank Rivera? In, ter- <laughs> in, ter- in terms of his glasses? You realize it's a <laughs> beard length? Low. As, as that a puppeteer? Like, I thought that was a, like the cam warm-up he does at practice. <laughs> <laughs> just, as a marionette has. operator? Where would you rank <laughs> That's what he did. When you're looking at the NFL and all these coaches, where where do you put him? What tier with these coaches? Um, I think he's – I don't think that he's in – so – I, for me, I think you have to separate out these like new school guys into their own space. I think that you can't rank necessarily Sean McVay on the same like pantheon. Pantheon is not the right word. On the same tier. Mount Rushmore as, as, as Ron well, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same uh, briefcase as uh, – got to put them in separate briefcases. Uh, <laughs> one briefcase is like Sean McVay um, – I can't think of another. Yeah, Kingsbury. Another another long analogy. Kyle Shanahan. I feel like yeah. Kyle Shanahan. Case one has Pete Carroll in it. You could probably (laughs) thirty-eight has Matt Nagy in it. This sounds like a game of of deal or no deal all of a sudden. (laughs) Which (laughs) free? Ah, Mike Tomlin again. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Gruden. Come on, Gruden. But it's weird. Like, Mike Tomlin might go with those new guys. He goes for two all the time. Like, he's a weird coach. I think that yeah. coaches that do these, like, and I don't, I don't, weird is not the right word for it, but just unusual. I don't think Ron Rivera really does anything unusual from a, from a coaching standpoint. I think that he is fairly down the line. He has that old school feel to him where he's like, run the ball, defense, but also mm-hmm. he has a little bit of that, you know, air it out with North Turner and stuff like that. A little but bit it's of still, riverboat in him. Exactly. He's got a little yeah. bit of riverboat, but he's not quite all the way on that boat. Well, I think he's – I would put him second tier. Um, I mean, and, th- and that's only if, if we're not putting Belichick on his own tier. But sure. Like the, well, yeah. I, yeah. You know, because that, that top tier, um, I, I look at Harbaugh, Reed, because it's not just about – these guys – well, Reed hasn't won. But but Harbaugh, it's not just about winning the Super Bowl, but doing it over a period of time. I mean, McVay, it looks impressive. He, you know, he made it to the Super Bowl. He's on the come, super talented team. But let's see where you are in a decade. There's been a lot of guys over the years that have looked great for a year or two. Sure. But Rivera, at this point, it, to me, has proven himself as not as a guy that players respect that can win that can win you games. He can get you to get you to a Super Bowl and. Um, I, I think that being a guy that players want to play for probably counts more than being a guy that can draw up um, a little bit more exotic offensive scheme. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you guys, kind of that second tier. And I was just, you know, like when you try and list off the, the coaches, you don't get too far before you're like, all right, well, they're on par with Ron Rivera. Because yeah, I was like, true. well, there's Belichick, you know, like you said, Sean Payton, Andy Reid's, you know, do what you want with the Tomlins, the Pete Carrolls and the Harballs. And then after that, I'm like, who's to say Ron isn't right there with some of those guys you've named? Like you said, I didn't put McVay in any of those categories because he's too new. He's had one great season. Right. But, like, you're like, well, you just got here, you know. Like, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl, but I still feel like he's too new. But he's in that Andy Reid kind of tree, and it's a weird area with that. So, you know, I mean, Rivera, two-time, what, coach of the year in the NFL. He got to a Super Bowl. He's 
had what four or five how many winning seasons something mm-hmm. like that and four he's playoffs. always showed how and the other thing about it is whenever he's down they've bounced back yeah they've never had two seasons in a row where they've missed the playoffs so who is the same? I mean can you imagine can you imagine John Gruden after eight years like what his message right. would be like I mean, you think you think yeah. the people in that locker room are going to want to hear John Gruden in, in year eight, and yet Rivera Spider like, Two Wide uh, Banana. banana. <laughs> <laughs> just yells Guys. it louder and louder, like he's playing Pictionary, just pointing at it. <laughs> Spider Two Wide Banana. <laughs> That'll be the point. <laughs> Thirteen twelve after the break when everybody shuts it off. <laughs> That'll be the way. You can say anything you want now because everybody's gone. <laughs> Goodbye to you guys. Anybody know who the Bengals coach is? Fun fact. Anybody? Can anybody name the Cincinnati Bengals coach right now today? The Cincinnati Bengals coach right the now coach today. coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, the head coach of the is Cincinnati Bengals. Is he a retread or is he new? He is a head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, and he is not a retread because I literally had to click on his Wikipedia <laughs> biography and i'll tell you one of the four of us is going to be very disappointed that she did not know who Former he was Nebraska coach? Mm. oh Damn it. <laughs> if he wouldn't have asked me this he his is first name is spelled wrong his first name is spelled wrong it's missing, what does a, le- that mean? It's missing a letter try- that was that was called a hint nikki this is also <laughs> a this is also a test somebody is yelling at their radio right now uh, it is Zach Taylor, former starting quarterback of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. I did know that. <laughs> no, did you know didn't. That. You literally didn't know it. We just asked you. In your top 17 Nebraska quarterbacks, where exactly does uh, Zach <laughs> where does Taylor he rank? rank? <laughs> Not in the top five. <laughs> Who's the best Nebraska quarterback of all time? Tommy Frazier. Oh, Frazier. And then Eric Crouch. Crouch. I would have put Crouch ahead, but only because I don't know who Tommy Frazier is. What? Oh my gosh! Whoa. Sorry, Woo. toss toss out the scramble day. <laughs> that type of situation. About to jump across the table. <laughs> I no. would have to show you a whole lot of YouTube videos after Canadian this. Football League. That's great. cool. You know who Darian Durant is? Boom. Yep. <laughs> Kevin's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a relative. Saskatchewan <laughs> Rough <KT>. Rider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we ready to move on? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> More more quizzing on uh, on Random. very obscure college quarterbacks. I can't even believe I got that wrong. I can. Because the whole time I was cheering for him to get a head coaching job. And he did. Right. He's leading that Andy Dalton and uh, I don't know who else is on the bank. Well, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy Johnson, is he still on the team? AJ Green is hurt. AJ Green's done. Yep. So. Yeah, for like eight weeks yeah. or eight games. That's not good. But yeah, I also he sold a jersey or I something. I sat here I think, for right. a while trying to think. I was like, is Andy Dalton still in the NFL and plays for the <laughs> Until Ryan Finley steals his job, Wolfpack. Ooh. Do you guys? What do you think, Josh? What do you think is going to happen with the kicker situation? <laughs> I have a, oh. I have a, I have a, I have a, a thought, but I want to hear Ooh, what your thought you is. Thought. Is your thought that Gano is going to stay or leave? Maybe. It's going to start with him staying, and then it's going <laughs> to end <laughs> in a different spot. All right, Con, I need hey. you to ask me if he's going to stay. Nikki, you're going to follow up, and you're going to ask him if he's going to leave. And we're going to have a soundbite a year from now that makes me look great. Yep. <laughs> right down to the Also, <laughs> don't, don't go back and listen for that Kelvin Benjamin thing, because I also think <laughs> he's going to go in the Hall of Fame right afterwards. <laughs> like McDonald's Hall of Fame? Yeah. <laughs> Do they have a Hall of Fame for McDonald's? Because my buddy Fat Dave they would should. get it. He would be so excited. He well, anybody listen. with a name named Fat Dave, like, yeah. yeah. I got him a McDonald's gift card for his wedding. 
for his wedding? Yeah. His wife was not excited about it. <laughs> How much was the gift card? $50. Jesus, that's a lot of McDonald's. <laughs> That's a lot Did, of fries. Didn't last <laughs> long. If you got a if you got a gift card, that's just oh, for the fries. You're not going to get a meal. You're just get getting anything a bag else full. Just oh. just a bag full of fries. You can just reach down and grab a handful throughout <laughs> the day. <laughs> don't, but they don't last. No, they're terrible after like yeah, ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you just oh. have cold fries all oh, day long. Oh, look at you two! It's In so the- cute, pretending like you've never hate eating French fries <laughs> after ten minutes. Or the morning, the next morning. <laughs> yeah. the next morning, I'm so hungry. There's yeah. like five it's left. It's still in here. soggy. It's good enough. They're, in the, they're in the console of your car. You just open it up. <laughs> like all your ketchup. compartments or wherever you go. Glove compartment. Fun fact: eyes. I used to go to party uh, party with a uh, hundred chicken McNuggets. That Fun fact: it. My college roommate once fed his Volvo French fries <laughs> through the air conditioning vents. What? How'd that go? <laughs> his car smelled like French fries for pretty much the, the rest of the time because they were McDonald's fries. That's so not they the worst. Stayed in That's there. actually That's not so a great bad. smell. <laughs> not mad at that. Very interesting. And then he went on to invent that little thing that goes right on your a, you know your AC vents and then has the little scent. French fries? Thing. No, this is <laughs> Febreze things. The little Febreze yeah. sticks. Yeah. I knew I was doing it for comedy. Nikki. Oh. Is that what that was? My bad. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll delete that part out. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. Oh, damn. I've said it myself. Joey Sly. Um, <laughs> Kicking. Thank God someone Kicker. is here to save the show. Um, I think it all depends. Like, the biggest mystery right now for me is what the hell is going on with Graham Gano. Because mm-hmm. I know he's hurt, but I really don't know what exactly the issue is. But. Towards the end of last season, he got hurt. He had to stop kicking. Thought he got better this summer. Apparently not. If he's hurt, Joey Sly's the guy. It, like that. It, I mean, I get because I mean, are you going to really start the season with Graham Gano being hurt and keep two kickers? I, I don't. It, especially when you already have to keep three quarterbacks on your roster. Like, how many spots do you have? If Gano's not healthy, sorry, you got to let him go. Between. Uh, Cameron Artis Payne and Graham Gano. It feels like we're trying to keep the team together for the sake of the kids. <laughs> it's like I just don't know what the gain is at this point. I mean, yeah. Well, they're going to lose money if they cut him. That's that's the. We problem. finally have gotten to the point now where Bye. they will lose money. money. They will lose. They will lose. They, it's not just like they don't even gain cap space. Like they lose cap space if they cut him right now. So here's what I think is going to happen, and I think is the best case scenario for everybody. Right? Put Graham Gano on. A, yeah, sure. <laughs> best case scenario is restructure him down to the veteran minimum. <laughs> And then cut him. And then, how about this? He'll just come. He'll give us all McDonald's fries, and then he'll then he'll go home. Um, I, I think what they're going to do is, or what they should do, put him on injured reserve. Put Graham Gano on injured reserve. Have Joey Sly be the kicker week one. So Joey Sly essentially gets like an eight week uh, tryout for the kicker spot. And if he stinks, then at week eight you bring back Gano. Hey, hey, here's a kicker that we all like, whatever. And if he's good, then you just leave him on IR, and then you cut him after the end of the season, and then we're done. Then that's it. And then Joey Sly is the Harrison Butker of the new generation. Except more jacked. Swole, baby. Swole patrol with that guy. Swole patrol. I like that. That's fun. Curls all day long. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Curls for the girls. Well, as long as he doesn't go full Sauerbrunn. You never go full Sauerbrunn. (laughs) I was a big Sauerbrunn fan. What's not to like about a dude that <laughs> meteors footballs to the moon, and then would get two, and then cons- would, and then would yell at the ball as it's coming down to earth because he's mad at it. Get two consecutive, um, not a great uh, roughing, not a great zipper either. No, no, oh, just, just thought of that. That's where like came he'd to smash me. Smash yeah. a beer can on his head. 
Yeah, that, and he'd probably leave it as a tip. I feel like this is my <laughs> in my head, and it may not have actually happened. I feel like he got two consecutive like hit it, late hit out of bounds penalties on two consecutive punts. Like he hit the hit the guy out of bounds on one, and then the next one hit the guy <laughs> out of bounds on the opposite sideline. Like that to me is Todd Sauerbrunn in a nutshell. We're both picking up our phones to Google. Players, no player players calling up the league office. Yeah, could you please uh, not fine uh, the punter for hitting me? Yeah, yeah. that just that's just a bad look. Right. So I'll just yeah, go I ahead. Don't need that. Actually, you know, I'll go ahead and pay the fine. Actually, if you could yeah. just that'd pay be great. The fine. Just, just don't mention that, please. There, there's a video on BroncoVideos.com called 15 <laughs> Hits in 12 Days, Sauerbrunn's Beatdown. Every Sounds time you go good. to the computer, everyone at the table thinks you're going in a completely it's different, different direction. direction. <laughs> and they're like, halfway, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. He's, on, he's on terra firma. He's okay. <laughs> good to go. We are recording this. Yep. I, this I know this what is I'm, all. I'm, this is all yep. live. All right. Let's move on. First of all, what are you looking – are you all right now? You, I'm good. Yeah, I'm back to, to I'm back to the show notes. Okay. Yeah, I'm back. All right. All right, let's talk Cam for just one second. First <coughs> of all, is Cam playing week one? Can, can we make a definitive answer on that? Yeah, I think he's yeah, definitely sure. starting week one. Ooh, you left a lot open there. That's it. That's the end of my sentence. <laughs> 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 I think he's going to be fine. I, th- I honestly think that if this was – if week three had been – or week three of the preseason had been a real regular season game – you might he might have just come back out there. Like I, I'm not a, I don't I don't know that I wasn't on the sideline. I'm not a doctor. I didn't look at the sprain. But like again, just to be clear, just to reiterate, I am not a doctor. Uh, but are you a I doctor think though, that or? no, maybe. No. Um, <laughs> well, you know, people, some people have said I am a doctor. If it wasn't for that thesis, but <laughs> yeah. one day, one day, I'm gonna get around um, to it. I think that uh, I think I don't know. Like, I think he might have gone back out there. If, if Cam hadn't put, you know, adjusted his uh, imaginary spectacles and put his hand over his eyes, I, I, I think everybody's fine right now. Yeah, yeah. you're right. One. I mean, right. You go from crutches and a boot one day and magically, like, you're walking fine and jogging around the was next he day. Even like, on, it was, was he on crutches? He was on crutches. Uh, yeah, was Saturday crutches. he was. Because he literally walked two steps into the locker room, said, oh, shoot. Because <laughs> we all the media was in sure. there. Backed out and left. So on maybe crutches? like three people saw him yeah. on crutches. He was on crutches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw him dancing today. Yeah, exactly. Like if if you were RV, you know, you you'd put Cam in a boot at the at the drop of a hat. Like, oh, oh, yep. oh you got out of the bed on the wrong side. He put a boot on it. <laughs> I'd put him in one of those big plastic things, bubbles. like they they were the big bubbles. I'd be fine oh, yeah. if they just gave him one of those to walk around in. I yeah. was gonna For say wrap month. him in bubble, bubble wrap, wrap, but yeah. I like that much the better. The Atrium Health bubble yeah. for Cam Newton. I think that what they should do is. Uh, the, the one thing that I have learned is that I didn't realize is that the walking boot doesn't mean anything. I've seen so many dudes Boots. in a walking boot right. leaving yeah. the locker room that I was like, oh, crap. Olsen's yeah. in a walking boot. That's a bad example. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, sprained knee is far worse than walking boot. Yeah, walking boot is like – like they Yeah, exactly. Or they like – even like they broke a toe or like they they have a uh, – whatever, like a foot sprain. You don't want to just walk around and have it get worse. So they put them in a walking boot. It doesn't really matter. So I think a lot of people saw that boot, they heard crutches, and they freaked out. Freaked out. I think it'll be fine. I, I think it's more for me. It's just like it's just another injury to pile onto the onto the list of stuff. When you look at the the body that's in the like the Theraflu commercial, now it's like red on the shoulder, red on the foot. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Theraflu. You could have gone with the shack. You know, the, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> the icy hot body. The icy hot patches. Yeah. yeah, but no, Theraflu works too. I'm an old man. Theraflu. <laughs> Yeah, and you for, don't forget too how we know Cam wants to play. So yeah. ultimately, Cam's gonna play. He's gonna, play. He's gonna start to use Jack. <laughs> yeah. to use Josh's terms. Well, after the Andrew Luck 
announcement, like, does it make you take a look at Cam and this big picture and all these injuries and Absolutely. I mean, this is when when it all started, you said maybe you're going to get 8 to 10 good years out of a guy that plays this way. So that window is now here. Like it is now arrived. Um I I do think he can continue to I don't I don't want to say mature, but I think his game can continue to evolve. The guy that I I, I look back to and he was one of my favorite players. And I know he's kind of a name that gets lost now, but Steve McNair was a guy that I, I feel like Cam could potentially emulate. And that's why I think so important about surrounding him with these young guys and these young weapons is that he that that's that's going to get just easier and easier for him the longer he's with those guys. And I think he's I think he can evolve his game. And you know what? Come third down and four. I don't care if Cam's thirty nine. I don't care if he's twenty nine. Third down and four. Cam wants to get that first down, and he knows he's going to do everything he can to get it. For me, I. I've always been of the belief that you got to play to Cam's biggest strengths. He's never going to be a Brady, a Breeze, where they're playing into their 40s. I think you have this window, like you said, to maximize what you get out of Cam. That means if he's most effective when he's on the move and he has the ability to run, not saying he has to run all the time, but we've seen, and I always look back to Donovan McNabb, when they tried to make him a pocket passer, he was not as effective because the threat of him not run, like him not ha- being a threat to run, limited his abilities, his powers, basically. So, and this, it's sad to say, but I almost say it with running backs too. They have this window where they're most effective. You use them up, use them for their abilities, go all in, and then when they're done, you replace them. Sounds terrible to say, but that's how I feel about Cam. Use him with everything he's got. Don't try and make him just a pocket passer. Let him run, let him throw, let him do everything he continues to do, and just know in the back of your mind this thing isn't going to last 20 years. Just know it's probably closer to the end at this point, but you have this small window now. Use all his abilities. Yeah, the the injuries are piling up at this point for Cam Newton. You got rib, thumb, shoulder, foot, ankle, head, back, knees, shoulders. Yeah. You just say body at this point. Yeah, the the theraflu, <laughs> the theraflu man is filling up with red. Um, I, I think that, and just like you said, you you only have a limited window with with a guy like this, and they're they're right there at it, and that's why when when the question is like, is Ron Rivera on the hot seat? And it's like, well, but I think that they may have, you know, you had this brilliant, spe- unbelievable season for for him in 2015 and they weren't able to go all the way and win the Super Bowl, even though it kind of felt like that was going to happen. It felt like he was on his way there. Um, and perhaps an injury may have kept him from, from being able to uh, complete that mission, but also winning the Super Bowl is really hard. And that's why only one team gets to do it every year. And do you hear me go back? Do you hear it? Do you feel <laughs> Nikki now grins every time I do the switch? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm voting for you. I'm going to write you in for yeah. the election for everything that I can write. Me you and for. Larkin Eggleston are there going go. face face to face. Heads up on uh, District 12, District 9. Um, basically, uh, it's just I it's I feel like you're right. We may be on the downhill swing for Cam Newton. And that doesn't mean that he can't be a great quarterback. It just means that maybe we should lower our expectations for him. But I think my question is, can he lower those expectations for himself? In the pre- in the third preseason game, should he be jumping around trying to avoid sacks? Or should he say, I got to throw this thing away, man. I'm 30 <laughs> years old. Yeah, and, and he should have. But at the same time, like, you know, on first down, they were like, the, the broadcast team was complimenting him. Look at him. 
There was nothing there. Just sailed it into the <laughs> into the sideline. No reason to take a hit. Foolish idea here in the third preseason game. Fast forward two plays and Cam's, you know, running for his life back there. Uh, but at the same time, you, you know, Cam's like, it's third down. We've got to get this moving. And that's Cam. I mean, it's just that's who he is. That's who he, he's going to compete. And you know what? I'll go to battle with that dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm – I'd yeah. rather well, have I mean, him than Andrew Luck. But I do think yeah. the, your point, though, about what he wants to be does matter. And mm-hmm. what he sees of himself going forward does matter. If he can accept being a, a more of a table setter, then, then maybe you can stretch it out a little bit longer. If he wants to go and be the Brahma Bull week in and week out, then, yeah, we're probably close, even you know closer to the end than, um, than, than maybe is possible. And I think you mentioned it. You believe that he could, if he needed to, to prolong his career, transition to a pocket passer with the yeah. right weapons yeah. around him. Yeah, I mean, he, again, he's not going to be the, he's not going to be Brady and Breeze, but I think with uh, a, a talent a talent like Christian McCaffrey and the and the weapons on the outside, it's more about the respect I have for those guys mm-hmm. and, and kind of create. I mean, if, you know, in that Super Bowl, he lost to Peyton Manning, who was an older quarterback who wasn't nearly as good because he got carried by his his defense. Mm-hmm. And I think Cam could be. Like I don't, I don't preclude him from being the older quarterback that gets carried by a younger mm-hmm. crew, kind of, kind of type of run. Are we yep. ready for a game? Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is a real one that counts, or another preseason one. <laughs> they don't count in the preseason. They'll start the the. We'll start keeping. I'm going to give a good effort next week. Next week, <laughs> okay. Colin's only about a 75 percent effort <laughs> right now. Uh, this is the return of chill, bro. So each of you, <laughs> how do, how, like how does that go again? Chill, bro. Okay. Uh, each of you will have a scenario or a situation where you will encourage someone to chill, bruh. Huh. I like this. Bruh. I like this phrase game. My personal favorite phrase game that we ever played was "Ya Basic." I don't. We should bring that. <laughs> ya Basic was fun. I actually had forgotten about it until we'll bring you started back. bringing out "Chill, bruh." So maybe, maybe you just like my voices. Put that down. Yeah, write that down for for next week. Maybe I like it. Um. I'll go first. Uh, Josh is ready. People that are hypothetically mad if Cam had retired two weeks before the season like Andrew Luck did, then the media would escorciate him and all the fans would hate him. Chill, bro. He didn't do that. So let's not get hypothetically mad about what might happen in the future if that thing that – and also, the fans were mad at Andrew Luck. They booed him coming off yeah. the field. Doug Gottlieb said that was the most millennial thing ever in a terrible take. Like, the things that you say would only happen to Cam happened to Andrew Luck. <laughs> or just, just so we're clear, we, we've now, we now believe that millennials invented uh, the inappropriate booing. Yeah. Improper. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I got that one. Yeah. Just, he just works on a there. national outlet, right? I yeah. guess the sorry, idea sorry. of. I have a deck. The idea that <laughs> his deck's bigger than yours. <laughs> All right, see, that's the kind of stuff that we have to keep it clean. I guess we're going late here. Uh, uh, my, uh, yeah, just uh, when you get hypoth- when you start to get hypothetically mad about something so that much. hasn't even happened, chill, bro. <laughs> I like when you say it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of the show. Colin. I really appreciate, you know, I'm I'm on Twitter all the time. We talk about it every week. Uh, I really appreciate now that we have 
We have the people that can um, stand there and guide the planes in with the what, – what, what, what am I trying to think of here? You know. The little I, sticks. The, the guys with the, the plane sticks. getty guy. Oh, gosh. I was going to show proper respect. All work is noble. I respect you guys. I just don't know what your, your term is it's right now. It's not air traffic controller. The no, they're, they're up right the down there on the they're, tarmac. Yeah, the guy on the tarmac waving – anyways, that guy. Uh, I appreciate that we now have those guys on Twitter to let us know that there's going to be unpopular opinions rolling in. <laughs> As we saw in the Andrew Luck case. Like, so, like, if your contribution to the narrative is, hey, guys, guess what? There's going to be some bad takes on this one. Thank you. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Why did you, you not say chill, bro? Oh, That's an no, no, no. Thank you, bro. You, like, paused and everything. I was I so ready. I looked yeah. up for my computer because I wanted to watch you say chill, bro. And I, you were like, I couldn't bring myself and to do it. And <laughs> calm down, bro. Chill, bro. Chill, bro. I don't know. I don't, like, chill, bro is not something that I feel particularly comfortable saying. I don't feel like, like I don't know if anything good's happening after I tell somebody that I don't know. Chill, bruh. Maybe you should try to incorporate it more in your life and say it like maybe a couple of times a week and you'll feel Put more. It in your I, I spend my life talking to a three year old. I definitely don't need him telling me to chill, bruh. Maybe that you need to tell phenomenal. him. <laughs> Those are called air- aircraft marshals, by the way. Aircraft uh, really? marshals. I guess that. That They're the visual up. signals. Aircraft marshalling is visually signaling between yeah. ground personnel and pilots yeah. at an airport. We're just know. glad we have sports Twitter marshals to let us know. <laughs> and then they and then they nice. stand there. When they find one, they do the they do the one arm up and the other arm is out, extended, <laughs> pointing at the at the tweet that is offending. So they let you know. They're like the look at the Australian <laughs> soccer or rugby officials. The guys with the hats that do the fingers. <laughs> Oh, come on. I'm so mad there's no video of anything that just happened. <laughs> hey, aircraft marshals. Hey, hey, Twitter, sure. Twitter, Twitter, <laughs> I, Roger Twitter marshals. Goodell, Roger Goodell wants to win favor with me. He changes the, the extra point is good signal to the, to the, old, <laughs> old, the, old, pistol. the old finger guns. <laughs> the old finger guns. I'm in. Q score through the roof. Oh, Simsy, you got one? Uh, love the segment because I say bro all the time. I think love it's a it. Jersey thing. But – um. I don't judge it. I just can't do it. I don't feel like I can. I don't feel like it's in my repertoire. Chill, I bro, do the and bro. Fun of people I drag bro. out the bro, so I don't bro. Bro, bro, yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Um, chill, bro, to all the fans that are going to be upset when Cam shows up to the first press conference with a scarf around his head. Oh man, a hat on with it cut on the top, with his hair sticking out. Yep, some weird outfit on. And then all of a sudden you're gonna be oh this guy's gotten weird blah 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 I wish he would dress like like normal because if he loses then he looks like an idiot and blah 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 chill bro because a he's been doing this for a long time yep he's not the only quarterback that got weird he's not the only professional athlete that dresses weird or looks weird i.e. Russell Westbrook Aaron Rodgers wore a, t- a Canadian tuxedo the other day with his weird mustache thing he's got going on Baker Mayfield has a weird mustache now too. Uh, Philip Rivers dresses weird. Like it's just different levels of weird. But chill on the Cam outfit rip train because he's been doing this. He's gonna keep doing it. He doesn't care, and I don't really care. So chill, bro. <laughs> like the seriously. Aaron Rodgers. That's one, why the I man has his own disturbing. podcast. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, he knew exactly. how to finish. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is the most disturbing because with a combination with that mustache, it just looked... he looks like someone that would be like the main character on an SVU episode. <laughs> Yeah, the Kambushka, though, I'm not 100% behind. I'm not a fan of it, but I'm also – I don't well, want people to like, like, yeah. like, get pissed about it or well, do you, make it. So do we think the hair is going to persist? I feel like in years past he's done things for the preseason, whether it's like the, the, the frosted oh, yeah, the or frosted, whatever. But, I but, forgot about but that. But then oh, wow. come regular season time, it's generally it's, 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 it's all business. 
my, I don't know. I think that hair is going to keep growing. I think he's letting it. Yeah. My. I don't my, know what the end game is with it, but. Well, the end game is his helmet popping off because he got too much hair, <laughs> and then and then we got to bring in one of the two or he quarterbacks gets who don't believe by in. One of those random. <laughs> it just pops. Rivera's got to take a timeout that he doesn't have. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going too far. <laughs> I let, no, you you actually brought it all yeah. back full circle. But are we a fan of the scarf around the head thing? The no, granny it looks, look? It looks super dumb. My wife weird. loves his hair, though. Ooh, man. She sees yeah. any sort of picture of him. She's always like, oh, you can't see. But I <laughs> leaned forward in the computer really quickly. Oh, um, I love his She'd hair. She'd make him some ramen. Mm. <laughs> Thought she was looking for a dishwasher when you did that. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back. Simsy, where can the people find you on the internet? On the interwebs, um, on Twitter, at JoshFox46, on Instagram, at JSims287, Facebook, JoshSimsFox46. Uh, you can catch me on TV, Fox46Charlotte. Um, basically every day of the week, even though I'm off, I'm basically on when I'm off. Um, but yeah, tune in, watch all our, the pregame show will be with the Roaring Riot this year at your guys' tailgates. So come out to that. It'll be a blast. 10 to 11, we do the pregame show and then, um, sports extra Sunday nights, 1030 with my boy, Will Kunkel. Shout out to Kunks. Um, Kunky. Uncle Kunk, as he calls himself. Ugh. Um, he calls himself that? <laughs> Gross. Chill, bro. Uh, <laughs> chill, bro. Chill, bro. Handing out your own nickname when it's Uncle Kunk. Uncle Self Kunk. lost. That's weird. <laughs> um, Josh, number two. Um, I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number two. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Josh Klein Rules. You can follow the Riot Report at our Riot Report. You can follow. Um, yeah, that's it. We can come over Finishing to my house for ramen. Fries. Anybody <laughs> that's not Nikki. <laughs> or Cam Newton, apparently. Yeah. Because that, you know, yeah, well, no. that would derail it, things. No way. No not way. not in my house. <laughs> it's trouble. Not up in here. Colin. They can find me at Colin CLT on Twitter. I thought I was going to tweet during this preseason, and it just hasn't been, that's just hasn't been working. Yeah. Nothing's moved you like cranberries move you? <laughs> Chill, bro. He's <laughs> chilling. Chill, bro. Okay. Chill on the cranberries. Look, it's a situation. It's being dealt with. Okay? Just leave it alone. When we get to that Thanksgiving episode, it's going to be lit. <laughs> the people are counting down. Do I sound down. okay when I say lit? Probably not. Yeah, right? I mean, you emphasize it a little hard. but you, you Are you not supposed to emphasize it? I, I don't mean, know. You are, it, just sounded, cool, it sounded right? forced a little bit. But, yeah, go ahead. Do no, well, again. I can't just say it. <laughs> I can't just, like, say the word by itself. That's crazy. Say lit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> don't, tell me to, don't tell me to say lit, bro. Chill, bro. Now you say chill. it. Chill. Chill, bro. <laughs> lit, bro. It's lit. We tried. Nikki, where can they find you on the internet? Nikki704, talking all things Nebraska football. Uh-oh. Zach Taylor. Oh, I'm still upset about that. I'm the worst fan ever. Josh Sims, your one-day contract is up. Hey, Everybody else, we'll see you next week.